Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today is the day you've all been waiting for, what we've been waiting for for the past year, the fourth annual Oscar podcast. Yeah, so we could take a break. Oh, <laughs> it's just like so much energy leading up to uh, this final uh, cumulative 2019 wrap up. Uh, we have some pretty exciting stuff for you guys just in terms of like what we've prepared. We, we kind of made our own... Uh, list of our own kind of awards that we'd like to give before we start our Oscar picks. Yeah, just like a fun little list of categories, and then we uh, we put them to to movies that aren't necessarily nominees at the Oscars this year, but just just movies throughout the entire year of 2019, like a final summation of 2019. Yeah, so. Uh... I'm pretty emotional about this year, so I guess we might as well get started on our um, uh, our list that we wrote. <laughs> we got a lot yeah. to cover here. Oh, so how so how do we just start from the top? Uh, uh, maybe we should start from the bottom of the list. All right. Uh, so let's see. So for the bottom, we've got most compelling true story. Um, I I put Dark Waters. Oh. Yeah, that's a really good pick, dude. I think, I mean, I didn't even think about that, and I kind of want to change my pick to that. I put Bombshell, but, um... Oh, but, I mean, that was, that was really, um, That was surface, dude. Dark Waters, like, got to me. Like, that's in my heart now forever. Like, I, I'm, it's a forever chemical in my, oh, mo- yeah, in I, my body now. <laughs> I now make, I now make future decisions because yes. of this movie. You're so like, right. Yes, that is definitely I threw, I threw the way. All my Teflon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the second I saw that movie, I was like, "Mom, we are not cooking with this anymore." Yeah. We need we need ceramic. We need cast iron. We need. It's just I've been really looking into like talk to- um, toxic free or non toxic cooking ware. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That movie it's crazy. Got, that, that like scarred me. I just I. Scarred for life. I seriously. scarred for literally for life, and I literally had the conversation with Danny. I was like, like I sat down. I was like, in all seriousness, we need to we need to not get Teflon pans. We are going to throw away all the pans that you currently have. I don't care how you feel about them. Um, if I can't prove that there's no Teflon in them, we're not using them. <laughs> like, I don't care if you have an emotional attachment to these to these pans. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're they're gone. They're, they're going. Out they're of here. they're going out the door. Um, we're going to use only the things that you sent me. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, great story. Good good pick. Um, great, great pick. <laughs> next one is standout performance. And this was a hard one because there's a lot of good performances this year. I put Aquafina in the farewell. 
Oh, that's such a good one. I, I couldn't pick, so I kind of put two. I put... That's fine. I got... I, a lot of them have two for me. I really... It was hard for me to okay. pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this is this is the time. This is our list, so we could put however many we want on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I put... I put Adam Sandler and Noah Jupe mm. as my two, like, standout performances. Nice. Nice. Um... Th- that's funny because my f- the favorite newcomer, our next uh, category, I put Noah Jupe, uh, Ford v Ferrari, and Honey Boy. I thought about putting Noah as the favorite newcomer, but I mean, we kind of just we kind of just met Florence Pugh, so I'm gonna put her as favorite mm. newcomer. Yeah, in a lot of stuff this year, Midsummer and Fighting with My Family, with my family and yeah. Little Women. That's that's a big deal for her. Yeah, and she's definitely a newcomer, and, yeah. and uh, I'm really excited to see everything else that she is that she's gonna be in. Me too, dude. I love her so much. <laughs> um, so next we've got worst trailer, and I I put two, but I think I think one just really just really takes the cake, uh, and I put Lucy in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that trailer was so bad. Oh, Oh, man. Well, I don't know if this really counts, but I could not get away from it for the past couple months. I put The Turning. Okay. I hate that trailer so much. I want it to die so badly. I don't don't like that trailer either. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask you if it was okay to put, like, new trailers that we've kind of seen. Because they're trailers that were released in 2019, but... Um, I just I was just going through oh, the that, movies that came out this year. The Lucy in the year. Sky trailer was like so perplexing. It was like you're what you're. It basically was the whole movie in a nutshell, which was bad. Um, if you want to hear more about how bad that movie was, go listen to our Lucy in the Sky slash Ad Astra podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was kind of oh. a mistake of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I really. I really do regret seeing it. There are are very few movies that I regret seeing in my lifetime. Yeah. But Uh, there's definitely a list now. I can definitely say three movies I regret seeing. Um, Um, So then we have Best Trailer, obviously. Yes. Um, I have three for this one, because I just... Really? Okay, okay. uh, I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Great trailer. Fucking great trailer. And uh, Little Women... Obviously, because they just had some amazing trailers for Little Women. They just really got my heart pounding every single time. And then uh, Rocket Man. That was such a great trailer. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that's a great one. Um, yeah, I was just kind of trying to think of trailers that I remember seeing that were just getting me very excited to see the movie. And Rocket Man, definitely one of them. Yeah. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, definitely. Um, I put Knives Out. I actually oh, yeah. really enjoyed that trailer. And, <laughs> we did do a trailer and it, and breakdown. It, yeah. Yes. And I thought it looked fun. I loved how they, like, set it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that trailer. I Yeah, and I enjoyed the movie as well. So go listen to our Knives Out podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many just, like, segues. <laughs> go listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Worst theater experience. Um... Now you know I had a couple. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the one that really stuck out to me, um, I guess, just in terms of I, I'm just I'm just going off of internal 
turmoil yeah, oh yeah. and feelings. Yep. Yep. Um, so I put uncut gems. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> because yeah, say it. you had a horrible experience during that one, and, and you did relay that in our Uncut Gems podcast. Um, but it, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> because you were worried about that person who looked kind of sketchy, right? And a couple people, like people just kept trying to sneak in and were standing in the exit, and you know. You know yeah. how I feel about yeah. people just standing in the exit looking creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was just an unnerving movie. It didn't help. Our theater was jam-packed with people. Yeah. And I didn't like that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, altogether uncomfortable. Great movie. Highly recommend. But, yeah. <laughs> but did not enjoy my experience all that much. <laughs> Uh, I put uh, a more recent one as well. I put my 1917 experience because that theater was also extremely jam-packed. My friend had booked his tickets right in the center, right in the middle of, like, the tightest seats I've ever sat in. Like, no space between you. You had the very small amount of space. Not to mention, halfway through the movie, I had to pee so bad I had to walk across everybody and... uh, they all hated me after that. So that was a pretty embarrassing and horrible experience for me. <laughs> Did I tell you what happened when I took my parents and uh, my little sister, Kimmy, to go see Star Wars? Uh, I don't uh, think so. The Rise of Skywalker? So it, it wasn't a bad experience. We just we just didn't end up sitting together because of bad communication. And, oh, uh, no. And the IMAX theater was literally pitch dark <gasps> that... I, that we could not see our seats. Like, uh, uh. so we came we came super late. My sister and my mom had to go to the bathroom. So my dad and I were going to go to our seats. I told them the wrong row. But then, <laughs> but then immediately texted Kimmy to tell her that what the correct row was. And she, of course, she didn't look at it. So, and then... And of course, we're walking in right as the screen is is doing the the, black the rise up. Yeah, the, yeah, that's oh. all black and oh no, and and so it was dark in there. You could not see. I couldn't <sighs> even tell how many people were in our row. Um, and so Dad and I went to the correct seats, and then I saw Kimmy and Mom come in, and they went into the wrong row and just sat between two random people. <gasps> no, and just sat there for the entire movie. We didn't even sit together. <laughs> Did you have, you had assigned seats, but no, it's good no nobody filled their seats, I guess. Yeah, I luckily no one came and told them to move, and then <laughs> this is a whole debacle, but um, yeah, that was, I thought that was funny, because my dad was like looking for them, like, yeah. where are they? And I was like, I was like, they're in the wrong seats, just watch the movie. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so, he's probably so concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, they said that they sat next to some some nice people and uh, they enjoyed the movie. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars uh, in the future. Um, after yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A side note: We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks because Alessandra <laughs> will be out of the country. <laughs> yes, I will for a bit. Um, and uh, <laughs> and we don't we don't have any pre recorded content for you guys that I can post for you while she's gone. No, so, uh, uh, unless we're you, just gonna. <laughs> Unless you want to post, like, a really, really old one, but... uh, No. (laughs) No. So, uh, I will be gone, and uh, jury's out if I'm even going to be able to watch the Oscars, but it's okay. You know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, I I still plan to do, to live tweet 
even though no one no one looks at my tweets anyway. <laughs> please, please do it. Just for me. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it I'll, for me. You know, I have a great time. I get drunk. I, I tweet. It'll be fun. It's always fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it'll be it'll be fun. So on the flip side, uh, best theater experience, I actually put my uncut gems in there because although you had a very bad experience, I was in a very full theater, um, but of course I had an edge seat because I'm, you know, smart, and I, (laughs) the theater was extremely reactive to this movie, and it was really fun to be with all the people who were just gasping and enjoying the movie just as much as I was. Um, and then also I put my Frozen 2 experience, which, uh, I talked about in the podcast as well, um, which was really fun because I went to the IMAX, like, on a Monday with my roommate, and there was, like, no one else there, so basically we had, like, stadium seating, like, this IMAX is fucking huge. I mean, there's hundreds of seats in this thing, and it felt like we had our own private like theater because there was no one else there so that that was a really fun experience yeah and a, and an honorary mention uh for my worst theater experience i'm also gonna put my my first screening of of soul the pixar movie oh, uh, yeah. where where these two women got into a fist fight <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so funny yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't necessarily like ruin the movie for me because it, it just it was just during that that beginning part, and then everything was fine after that. So, but uh, it was still definitely scary, and I've been receiving those emails, and I'm like, no thanks. Oh and I my just god! Can't. Oh my god! Well, and also none of them seem interesting enough to see. Um, but yeah, but for my best theater experience, um, you know, I. I, I put an I put an oldie but a goodie. I put Avengers Endgame. I always have a great mm. time, even mm-hmm. even by myself, mm-hmm. going to see a Marvel movie. You know, I I feel like I, I can trust the people in the theater that to not be you know rude or uh, to and be res- respectful of people around you because we're all there to just enjoy the the Marvel movie. And uh, I always just I, they're always just great great yeah. movies. Yeah, totally. Um, I okay. So our next. Our next uh, category is um, most likely to succeed, which I kind of put in as a movie that will stand the test of time. Like, people are going to be watching this uh, for years to come. Um, oh. So what, did, what did you take it as? I took it as, as like, like which one's going to dominate the Oscar scene. Like, that's uh, kind of what I took it as. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to succeed. And I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which could also be, which could also go for um your definition as well because i mean quentin's movies are watched constantly and loved uh i also put once about a time in hollywood did you know yes i did wow this is not planned you guys i i separated my list from her so that i could so i could have uh put do my answers in secret <laughs> yeah um that's great i'm glad we both picked the same thing <laughs> that's amazing uh, next up, we have saddest movie, um, and I and I put Endgame. I probably would have, I probably could have, sh- I would have liked to have put Infinity War because that's the last movie I remember like bawling my eyes out. Yeah, but but I cried a little bit in in Endgame as well. Um, but I was trying to think of another movie that I felt like legitimately sad at. Um, I put the farewell. Okay, 
Like that, yeah. I sobbed like so hard at the end of that movie. Like that, that fucking crushed me. It was a ri- like it wasn't even like a sad ending. It was just like when no. she had to leave her grandma. Uh, yeah. You know, like she sad. thought that was the last time she was gonna see her. Like that, that was really hard. Like that, that really, really, really hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, really excellent movie. Very much. Let's see. Next up, we've got cringiest. Oh. Um, I have to, I have two here, but one really just takes it, takes it all, yeah. takes it all and runs. Um, <laughs> it's 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 cats. <laughs> yes, cats. It's gotta be cats. Are, Show you're me so, cats. You're so right about cats. I di- I like literally didn't even think about it because I saw cats more recently. That that was like a 2019 movie. I didn't even put that on my list. Um, but you're you're so right. That totally takes the cake. That movie is fucking crazy. Um, it's cringy. It's just horrible to watch. I watched it's it like the the last week. Dis- it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so disturbing, like on another yes. level, like completely, incredibly disturbing. Like I don't know what anybody was thinking making that movie. Everything is horrible. Um, it is. It is on my list of movies that I wish I could have never seen, and I was not planning to watch it. I for a fact was yeah. going out of my way to not see it until my father wanted to see it on Christmas. And I was like, fine, you're doing this to me. He didn't care. Did he we, loved it. He loved it? Yes, he Why? loves Cats. He, he, he thinks Cats is like the best musical ever. <laughs> he, he, thinks, he thinks it's musical, like, it's classic. It's classic. Mm. And I'm just like, no. When no. I was a kid, I had the, we had Cats on VHS, and I hated it so much that I took a pair of scissors and I pulled out the tape and the VHS and I cut it. And then I put the VHS back in its case. And I think the next time my mom tried to put in cats, she was like, oh, it must be broken. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I cut the film. That's how much I hated that thing when I was a kid. Um, It just, I, I, after after that movie came out and people were saying that they liked it, I, I honestly Google searched, like, is Cats legitimately a good musical? And and it and it was fifty fifty. Like people yeah. either loved it or they or they hated it. Yeah, it's really fifty fifty because it's really strange. I mean, I think like actually from a musical perspective, like I don't really have like a huge problem with it because musicals are kind of strange anyway. You know, like musicals aren't for everybody, really. So they're not. It's it's one of those and, things where it's like you know it's very liberal with its if it, it's art so like you can do whatever the fuck you want with it you know like it's a performance there's people dancing in funny costumes and they get to sing their own little songs and you know it's kind of like a weird performance thing you know yeah i could definitely see it as more of like a performance art type of thing where you just it's just there for you to be intrigued or or disturbed you know whichever one it it could it could really go either way it's just not my cup of tea um it my I the only thing that I can say that I like about cats is the Mr. Mistopheles song. That's the only song I've ever liked, and that's the only song I'm only ever gonna like. I think he was like definitely the cutest cat too. He was, but just watching people like watching people from afar, like on a stage, act like cats is a bit <laughs> less cringy than watching them so up close on the screen. Yeah. And 
the fact that they weren't even touching the floor at times. Like they were like the people flying the around so bad. It was they were horrible. floating. Yeah, they were floating. <laughs> okay, we got to stop and, ranting about this, Emily. We, okay. we got to keep going. I just <laughs> oh, dang it. I know this episode is gonna already gonna be two hours long. Um, okay, I put for cringiest. I, I put Charlie's oh. Angels. <laughs> That was my second one. <laughs> that was my second movie. Oh, that was so bad. I put bad. two here. I put two here. Oh, Charlie's Angels uh, was so bad. It was really cringy. It was really cringy. I just the wanted it to be better so, so much, but the writing was so terrible and the editing was so, so terrible. Bad. Like, I just don't even think it was the actor's oh. fault. It was, like, truly just the writing, like... The screenplay yeah. was just terrible. I just, I really wanted it to be so much better because Elizabeth Banks, I think, like, wrote it or whatever. But, like, oh, God, it was so yeah. bad. Me too, man. I was really, I was really hoping. I had my, I had my fingers crossed so hard. All right. Next up, we've got Funniest. Um, I put Booksmart. Me too. <laughs> I put Booksmart too. Hey! Yeah, that even beat out Good Boys. It was funnier. Oh, yeah. I mean, Good Boys only had, like, one scene that made me laugh so hard that the amount of pee that I already needed to pee <laughs> hurt even more and I didn't want to leave. <laughs> like, I was trying hard not to laugh because I had to pee so bad in that. But, yeah. Other than that, no. Yeah, Book Smart was, was great. All the way through. Yeah. Amazing. It was, we talk about it was it. awesome. If you, if you want to listen to us talk about it, go find the episode. Earlier in the year. It was it was definitely <laughs> okay. earlier in the year. Very early in the year. Um, most shocking moment. So I have a bunch of things. I know I know you probably meant like like most shock, shocking moment in a movie, yeah. but I kind of put like moments throughout the year. Okay. Okay. Like, That's fine. Like I, I put actually liking Frozen 2. <laughs> Yeah. As one of yeah. my shocking moments. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and learning that Dark Waters was real was a super mm. shocking moment for me mm. in 2019 that I can never unsee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but shocking moment in a movie, I guess, would also be when Howard gets shot in in Uncut Gems. Yeah, that, yeah. Which, is that, is that do we need to say spoiler alert? No, man, point? it's too know. late. It's just... All right. So All okay, right. she I have said a, it, she said it, folks. I have a All bunch right. of shocking moments uh, throughout just the year, I guess. Uh, J Lo's oh. amazing pole dance in the in Hustlers was like, I just that was it was oh, incredible. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that Hustlers was 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 good. good. I was know like, was good. Was yeah, great. that's yeah. So uh, I put the lighthouse the entire movie um, just. Yeah, just just true. like the fact that I saw that in a theater, I just I and it was made. Uh, yeah, like that movie was something else. It really was. Um, yeah, uh, and then I put the end of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I knew the history of the Manson murders and I expected that to happen and it did not. So that really shocked me. Um, oh, okay. And then uh, the Iron Man snap that Tony Stark does at the end of Endgame. Oh, yeah, that was pretty... I mean, I saw it coming, but, yeah, it was... It was... And, and, and we knew that, that either him or Cap were gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I was hell-bent on it being Cap, so, like, that kind of, like... Me, too! You know, and then Cap, like, going back in time to be with Peggy, I did not see that coming, so, you know, that was... Yeah, that so was... basically... 
I mean, so basically he died. Basically. Yeah. Like, they're both gone. Like, so. Yeah, they're they're both basically gone at this point. Um, um, yeah, well, it's funny that you say biggest surprise, uh, which uh, is our next category. I put Hustlers. Yeah, I, I put Hustlers slash, like, Aladdin, because I was really uh-huh. expecting Aladdin to be terrible. But, uh-huh. um, but, you know, Guy Ritchie, he's good at making okay films. Yeah, you know he. You're he's, so right. He's he's fantastic at making okay films. <laughs> yes, he he is. <laughs> he makes like pretty all right movies. Like they don't really. They're not great, but they don't suck. So they're kind of like if yeah, that's what you like, yeah. you know. Sure. His, his average meta score is 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 fifty five. That's his meta score <laughs> <laughs> on on a majority of his movies. Yeah, which is good. You know. Yeah, it's good. Not great. Not bad. Pretty so good. I would really like to know what your biggest upset is, Emily. Oh, would you now? Well, I have two. Um, one's a bit more... Actually, I don't know. Well, okay. I- I'm going to say one. I have two here, but o- only one really gets me that I have to put this movie here. Um, I put Toy Story 4. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was just, upsetting. Yeah. And it's not and it's not the fact that it was necessarily bad. No, it no. Just, yeah. It just, I felt it, just it was didn't have the heart. I felt it was unnecessary. Uh-huh. I felt that it was blown way too much out of proportion. Like mm-hmm. like go like going as far as, as having Tom Hanks and Tim Allen say that this is the most emotional toy story that they've ever done and this is the best <sighs> movie that Tom Hanks personally thinks he's done. It's fucked up. I'm just up. like, okay. Yeah. It's not it's not, that's not that the good. case. It's it's yeah, and it was nef it was definitely not as emotionally resonant as I wanted it to be. No, definitely not. Um so yeah, definitely Toy Story Four. Um but I had my suspicions about it from the second that trailer went out, so mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was that much of a surprise that it was an upset. Um I also put yesterday, but I mean yesterday yeah, that was just kind of a bad movie, but you didn't really expect it to be good, did you? I just maybe I didn't think it was going to be that bad, or, 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 the, or that I was going to hate it that much. Uh, I, oh, I also want to add to that list: "Blinded by the Light" because I wanted that yes. one to be a lot, a lot better, and it really wasn't. Yes. And I just no. was so mad that it was so bad. Yeah, I it, just yeah. like wanted it to be good so much. Yeah. 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 And it was not. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the world did this to us. <laughs> um, my personal biggest upset, I think, was Ad Astra because I really wanted to like that movie and I really did not like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I put the same movie for both best movie and favorite movie. Okay. Um, I, put, I put different ones. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, for best movie, um, I put Parasite. Mm, yeah. I was really torn between Parasite uh, and the one that I en- ended up choosing for best movie. I put Uncut Gems. Um, that, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. think that Parasite probably would have been a better choice, but I also thought that Uncut Gems was a really good movie. So, yeah, they're both really good, dude. <laughs> a lot of great movies came out this year, and we'll, we're going to touch on even more of them. <laughs> In, right after this, like two, no, no, two minutes. No, we're still going. Right after this, we don't have ad breaks. Who are we? Um, um, so we're not popular enough. A favorite movie Let's for see. me of the year. It took me a long time to really think about this. So your favorite movie of the year was Parasite. Yep. Okay. I really sat and I really thought about this, and 
to be honest, the movie that stuck with me the most and still sticks with me today that I would watch over and over again is Midsommar. I okay. fucking love that movie. Like, it it doesn't have, like, the same kind of impact as, like, Call Me By Your Name has, you know? Like, yeah. but to me, I've never been able to let go of it. I feel like it's kind of ingrained. It, it's just, like, very much present in my life um, all the time. Like, I'm seeing things about it constantly, and I just feel like it. it's so, like... It's very present to me, that movie. Um, So, yeah. That's why why my pick. Okay. Um, We will probably talk about Midsummer eventually. We were going to do like a twofer, uh, talk about Midsummer and Hereditary. Yeah. Um, But uh, I'm a huge wimp and do not want to watch Hereditary, so I am taking my sweet time. (laughs) Yeah, we got to watch that like in the middle of the day. Uh, Yes. You know, preferably together. together. I don't want to be alone when I watch this. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. Um, It's really good. (laughs) And I and I watched Midsummer for the second time, and I don't I don't think I need to watch that movie ever again. I love that movie. uh, It's very disturbing. It is. I don't don't want to watch it again. Um, I've seen it twice. I'm good. Okay, Um, that's good. What did Raymond think? Now. Uh, Raymond, Raymond was, uh, was also very disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. He's, he kind of apologized for, for asking to watch it with me. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm sorry, Emily, that I made you watch that again. And oh. I'm like, you know, you know, it's fine. Uh, I really like it. I, I like, it's kind of, it's got very similar themes to Hereditary and, and you'll see. Great. I'm sure I will see. Eventually. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start at the bottom of our list with the more technical uh, awards nominees um, for the actual yes, yes, yes. Oscars. Um, and we're just going to kind of go through what got nominated and we're just going to we're going to pick our wins and what we want and what will win, what we think will win. Um, some of them I don't have want because it, I just don't know. Um, but. Some of them yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, tr- I tried to limit it to just what I think will win, just to keep for point's sake. Yeah. Um, and then and then if I just quickly look through the list, I'll be like, oh, but I'll be happy if this, 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 or that, or that wins. Yeah, <laughs> which it's is really, we just have to make a choice. So, you know, that's kind right. of the the sad part about it is that, we you know, we're going to lose. Although, like, I don't think we could do worse than last year. We did pretty bad last year. Yes, but again, we, we preface this at the beginning of all of our Oscar theories podcasts, um, since we're actually getting to the Oscar part. I'm going to preface this. The, the movies that win do not make them the best of all time. All of these nominees were nominated for a great reason. They're all fantastic. You should give them all a watch. And, like, don't, like, don't take the Oscars too seriously. We we do not take the Oscars seriously anymore. This is no, purely man. just for fun. We've been very angry with the Oscars for the past couple of years uh, based off of what won and, and, and what's been nominated. Um, this year, it, I'm kind of feeling the same. We'll get to our snubs in a bit and what we thought should have been added to this list because, again, there were so many other great movies that they didn't even look at mm-hmm. on this list, mm-hmm. and I'm very angry about that. Yeah. Um. So again, we'll go over all that, but all these movies are great, plus some extra ones that we talk about. 
um, and we will get to that. Yeah, so the first category is Achievement in Visual Effects Nominees. Uh, the nominees are Avengers Endgame, Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And um, I want Avengers Endgame to win, but for some reason I just think 1917 is going to win. I don't know why. You see, visual effects, I, I, I was thinking 1917, but yeah, I, I put Avengers Endgame. I think the visual effects in that, or, or even in Star Wars, were fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think those two are kind of neck and neck. Um, I mean, The Lion King had some pretty good effects too, but it just didn't, it just doesn't seem as 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 good as Avengers or Star Wars because you know Disney yeah 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 so I chose Endgame I hope it wins cool and I'm putting putting what you want on on the or what you your pick is oh yes oh yes 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 um while I read the next one we've got achievement in sound mixing nominees we've got Ad Astra Ford versus Ferrari Joker nineteen seventeen and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, I, I put Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, um, I said I want Ford v. Ferrari to win, and I think that 1917 is going to win. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next uh, category is Achievement in Sound Editing. The nominees are Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And I put, I want Ford v. Ferrari to win, and I think 1917 is going to win. <laughs> Seeing a pattern here? I, yeah, I do. And and you're usually right that, that all of these kind of, like, go together um, normally. That That's why I stuck to the same one. I think yep. Ford v. Ferrari is going to win. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Best Live Action Short Film. Um, now, I've actually seen... Uh, I think two of these. I, I saw two of them. A couple of them were on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, the, no- the nominees are Brotherhood, Nefta, Football Club, The Neighbor's Win- Window, Saria, and A Sister. I was able to find Nefta Football Club and The Neighbor's Window on YouTube, and I think Nefta Football Club's going to win. I really enjoyed that little short. Cute. Um, I just put Brotherhood because I haven't seen any of these, so it was just a guess. I think that one was on YouTube as well, but there were no subtitles, and it was in another language, so I, I was not understanding what was happening, and I just turned it off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, and All then right. we've got Best Animated Short Film Nominees, D- Daughter, um, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, and Sister. Uh, and mm-hmm. I put that I think Kitbull will win. That's what I put as well. I've seen Kit Bull. It's on YouTube. Um, and I've seen Hair Love. It was very cute. But I thought Kit Bull was, like, a lot more, like, thoughtful. I love the animation of it. And um, I really love the story. Hair Love was also really great, too, if you can, if you guys have, have a chance to watch both of those. Because Issa Rae is in it. Aww, oh, my God. sweet. I love Issa. Um, and it's a really cute story. Let's see. Next up, we've got Achievement in Production Design nominees, and they are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And uh, and I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Great. Um, I said I wanted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win, and I think Parasite is going to win. I know. The second I saw that article today on Twitter that uh, that they built the entire mm-hmm. house that, mm-hmm. that, that that was filmed in, I was like, oh, should I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. They um, built that house? Yeah, they Dang. did. Yeah. And they also oh. built the entire house. Like, it wasn't just the house... Uh, that the rich people the lived in. Too? It was also, oh. yeah, where the poor people lived. They built the entire street. Like, they... They, they like, did? The entire thing, dude. Like, that was a set. They flooded it. <sighs> yeah. Damn, yeah. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. I'll, no, no. It's, I, no, it's, no, I said it. I said it. It's it's set in stone here, man. I said it. You okay. Know you know what? If they end up, If they end up winning... That's amazing. I, I will I will not take that point. I won't take it. So, okay, next we've got Achievement in Music Written for motional, Motion Pictures, Best Original Song. Um, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Stand Up from Harriet. And, uh... Uh, I, can I just say before I decide who wins, I can't believe that that horrible movie Breakthrough got a nomination. Um, <laughs> did you, did you see it? No, fuck no, man. That was like, Jesus I, crap. I wasn't going to go see that. Oh, I wasn't going to see it either, but uh, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> the trailer was pretty bad for that too. The trailer... Oh no! The trailer, the trailer for that was so bad. bad. I watched that trailer oh, like no. way, 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 way too many times. You're so right. Oh. I really just wanted to punch some ice uh, when I saw that trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. So well, um, I can't wait to hear the song uh, and however it is, it's being uh, presented at the awards. Um, I really wanted yeah. But before we do our our picks, um, I really wanted to see Beyonce on here for Spirit. Uh huh. I didn't like that um, song. I, I liked it, and I, okay, I I mostly wanted to see Beyonce perform it. That's mostly what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't have to win, but I just wanted to see Beyonce perform it. Um, but what did you choose? Uh, so basically, I mean, we all know what's going to happen here. I want Rocket Man to win, and I think it's going to win. Okay. I also put Rocket Man, um, and I really hope it wins. But uh, I really liked Into the Unknown, so I, I wouldn't be too too mad if uh, if Frozen Two won as well. So you think that's your pick, or is it Rocket Man? Because I got a it's Rocket Man. Okay, I, I picked it. I picked it Rocket Man. I've been I gotta writing. write it down here. I did yeah, really yeah, like Into the Unknown. No, I, I thought all the music in Frozen Two was great. Yeah, I still find myself uh, like a, singing it sometimes. It's it's really good. Yeah, you know, Idina. Yeah, Dina's my queen. She's my queen. Um, all right, shout now out we've got uncut gems. <laughs> shout out. Yes, shout out uncut gems. <laughs> oh, oh, Idina. Um, okay, so now we've got achievement in music written for motion pictures original score nominees, and they are Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I, I think we should we should say who who's actually written all these because they're pretty specific oh, oh. oh okay if you want to if you want to go ahead and pronounce these names all you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> well okay uh for joker hilder, hilder guanadotir who won the 
Golden Globe and the BAFTA. So I think that really, uh, I think oh. she's going to win. Um, but oh. Little Women was Alexandra Desplat, who has made several um, Wes Anderson movies. And then uh, oh, Mar- okay. Marriage Story, Randy Newman, which was a wonderful addition to the Marriage Story. Like, it really added that lightness to it, but not without it making it feel like it was like Toy Story or something, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't get a sense of Toy Story at all. No, and it was so light and and playful, and that was an exceptional score. Like I remember it very clearly. And then, um, nineteen seventeen, Thomas Newman. I really enjoyed that as well. I heard some people saying it was a bit too loud for them um, on the screen, but I thought it was great. And then uh, John Williams, obviously, for the Rise of Skywalker. Oh yes. Um. Which uh, John Williams did a cameo. Did you see him? No. Uh, he um, he wears like an eye patch, like in the bar. When they, <laughs> That's great. When they first walk in to find a, a what's his name? Oh, uh, Boba Babu Babu Freak. Uh-huh. That one. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like he's like in the bar when they go to find him. Cute. Um, but uh, I chose Little Women. <laughs> yeah, I want Little Women to win, but I think Joker is gonna win. <laughs> okay. Well, we will see. Yeah. Um. So then the next category is achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, nineteen seventeen. And uh, I want Bombshell to win, but for some reason I think Joker's gonna win. I was between Bombshell and Judy, but I I, I put Bombshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still wanted to see Maleficent, and I just never got to it. But uh, I'm I'm sure the the makeup looked really, or yeah, looked really awesome in that too. But yeah, I I, I picked Bombshell. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we have Best International Feature Film of the Year nominees, which are Corpus Christi from Poland, Honey. From Poland, Honeyland, from North Macedonia, Les Miserables, from France, Pain and Glory, from Spain, and Parasite, from South Korea. And I picked Parasite! Yep, Parasite is the obvious choice here. <laughs> um, we will talk about Pain and Glory, because Emily and I both watch that when we get up to the actors. Okay. All right. Um, I also chose Parasite, obviously. Uh, oh, okay. I, th- I thought that, that was that was what that meant. Yeah. Uh, achievement in film editing. The nominees are Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Um, this was a really hard one because I really want Ford v. Ferrari to win because I thought that the editing was so good. Um, but for some reason, I put Parasite to win this. I don't know why. I, I think I'm just, I get really unhinged when I make these choices. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just throw a wrench in this and do what I don't think is going to happen. I don't know. What? You you do a lot better at this than I do. I, 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 I tried to detach my personal feelings from each of these categories and try to pick solely based on, like, who I think deserves it like based like actually based off it like before i like oh i liked ford v ferrari i hope that wins like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just i just threw the cards around and hoped that they fell into place um but let's see i picked the irishman 
Okay. Okay. Is that what you wanted to win? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy if any of these other movies win. That's fine. Yeah. Just film editing. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they were all great. I mean, it's, it's, they were. it's like, it's not going to be another fucking Bohemian Rhapsody year about this one, so... You know, oh, it, there's man. really nothing you can go wrong by ch- picking any of these movies for editing. I mean, they're all great. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, next up, we've got Best Documentary Short Subject Nominees, which are In the Absence, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone If You're a Girl, Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, and Walk Run Cha Cha. Um, and I, I chose in the absence. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't seen any of these. I, I didn't see any of these either. <laughs> I, I put learning to skateboard in his war zone if you're a girl. <clears throat> that, that's a fun title. I thought about picking that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fun titles. They, they really are. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Next up we have best documentary feature nominees, which are... American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. And, uh, uh, and I, uh, yeah. Honeyland was nominated for both this one and the Best International Film. So that's cool. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so I, I, I picked Honeyland. Oh, okay. I put American Factory because I know that one's on Netflix. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I should check it out. Yeah, so you put Honeyland? Mm. Yeah, I put Honeyland. thought it was a cute name. <laughs> Dude, I, be- I bet you it's not fun. I, be- I literally bet you it's not cute. Really? You think so? I don't know, Emily. It's a, it's, it, I, don't, I could not tell you. It's a, it's, it's a documentary. I have, it could be about people making honey, for all I know. I literally have no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, in or North Macedonia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna say who made these. Uh, achievement in costume design. The nominees are The Irishman, Sandy Powell and Christopher Peterson. Jojo Rabbit, Mais C. Rubeo. Joker, Mark Rip Bridges. Little Women, Jacqueline Duran. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ariane Phillips. I put I Want Little Women to win and I think it will win okay um I put Jojo Rabbit because if there's if there's a category that I think Jojo Rabbit has a chance of winning I think it would be costumes I really enjoyed the costumes Mm -hmm. and I want to I wanted to win something so this one I kind of went a little bit more uh biased (laughs) and personal (laughs) and emotional (laughs) do you have anything to say about the costume design in any of these other movies um I uh, <laughs> no. Okay, moving on. I mean, I I really like the costumes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Like they yeah. were, they were so beautiful. Yeah, and they were. um, I just don't really remember much about Joker's. Uh, the Irishman. Yeah, they wore a lot of suits. Um, and uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I can think about from Little Women is just Florence Pugh's like amazing dresses that I want to to wear, steal, yeah, and wear out in daily life, please. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, the next category... Oh, you were saying this one. Sorry. Oh, okay. 
next up, we've got Achievement in Cinematography nominees, and they are The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I chose 1917. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> it's uh, so good. It's really good cinematography. Uh, very standout. Um, really excited that the lighthouse got nominated for this. Um, God, for fucking something. It, Jeez. You know, the fucking sludge and drudge that they had to go through to film this movie. <laughs> that was such great work. <laughs> it's just sludge and drudge. I mean, this was like a massive headache for everyone involved. So, you know, oh the cinematography in this movie is just exceptional in the lighthouse. Uh, really so is. I, I really am excited that it got nominated. That it got, um, it got rewarded for that. <laughs> Dude, me too, man. And I'd, I'd be very happy if this wins. Yeah. If, if I would, wins. like, freak out, you know? But I think yeah, it's going to be 1917. It's it's very clear that 1917 is going to win because it's won Almost all the other ones, so... Oh, has it? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just... It's just the one that stood out the most to me. I was like, this is just... This has to happen. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay, uh, then we have Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. The nominees are... How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. Um, I, I've, all, I've seen all of these except for Missing Link, but you saw Missing Link. I did. And, uh, and of course, um, it, it, it was Laika, right? Laika did it? Yeah. Um, I love Laika. I, I will always see their films. Missing Link just was not was not my cup of tea. The characters just really didn't stick out to me. The animation was, of course, phenomenal because Laika is just I can't I can't even yeah I can't dying. Um, love their animation every time. Love their stories. They're always very clever, fun stories. Mm-hmm. But I just I just thought it was missing something. It just didn't it didn't have that magic. <laughs> it was missing that the I link. Feel like it was missing the link. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, man. It just blew my fucking mind. Uh, um we yeah, it, it was not it was not my cup of tea. Yeah, but you <clears throat> so we we saw Toy Story 4. We did a we did a podcast on Toy Story 4 and we also saw How to Train Your Dragon in the Hidden World and we also did a podcast on that. We sure did. Um, um but you just watched Klaus, right? Klaus and I lost my body. Yes, I, I watched both of those. Yes, I watched that as well. Um, I I told Alessandra that I that I could not stop crying during Klaus. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. such a sweet sweet story. I loved the animation. I, it was like it was like that was amazing. That movie was amazing. It really was. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I even recommended it to my mother to watch. Um. Because I, I was like, this this movie just needs to be loved yeah. more. Yeah, I recommended it to my cousins. Uh, JoJo watched it. She loved it. Um, my uncle, who's a Disney animator, was talking to me about it. He told me that one of the people who used to work at Disney um, during, like, the Emperor's New Groove era uh, was, like, the director and creator of Klaus. And he put a lot of work and many, many, many years into producing and making this film. And so that's why I want it to win, and I think it's going to win. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, I really had a hard time 
picking. I would really love How to Train Your Dragon to win. I would also really love Klaus to win. Um, but I, I chose I Lost My Body. I don't know. Mm. It was it mm-hmm. was the most artistic. It yeah. was very it was very disturbing, but I thought very well done. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, d- I didn't like it. I watched it on the train I, yesterday. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't watch it again, it, but it, 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 it like, was an experience. <laughs> It was an experience. It, like, really disturbed me because... Yeah. I... Yeah. It wasn't, like, the whole, like, sawing the guy... Like, sawing his arm off situation that bothered me. It was mostly just, like... The character, like... He was so unlikable. And I... Well, I liked him. Uh, I he was likable. I just thought he... He was just too sad. <laughs> I just, I just. He was. I mean, I, I, a lot of the characters were very sad. It was a very, it was a very sad, like depressing, s- disturbing movie. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. So, you I know, was, when I started it, I was like, oh, this is how it's gonna start, and I and I stopped uh, it. I was like, this is for another day. I don't, I'm not in this mood right now. <laughs> it was a mood, like it was a, sh- yeah, it was a, a mood. real mood, and I. You know, I thought it was really well done, and, like, it was a very good animated film, and I think it's great it got nominated for for Best Animated Feature, but it just, it's it's just, I didn't didn't enjoy it. (laughs) And and I actually found out, like, I, I had actually retweeted this on Twitter a long time ago, because it said, by the makers of Amelie. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer played, and I was like, "Oh, Amelie, I love that movie. I, I'll probably love this." And then I, then I just completely disconnected until the very end. Uh-huh. Or like, or I saw another trailer of it, and then it said, "By the makers of Amelie," and I was like, "Oh, this is that thing I retweeted like months ago." <laughs> oh, um, great! Yeah, but yeah, I think I picked that one. Um, but I'll be happy if Klaus or How to Turn Your Dragon wins. Yeah. Okay, we're we're getting to the big stuff here now, and it's just it's, oh yeah, we say names now. Yeah, it's it's getting there. So all right, oh <laughs> get what, ready, what? everybody. <laughs> I just it's it's just scary, you know. It's kind of tense. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it we we got some great we got some great stuff uh, all all but one in 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 my books, but we we got some great. Got some great movies here to to pick from this year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I'm mostly speaking out to Joker. I just did not <laughs> like that movie. No, but it's I, it's. I I tried my hardest to not pick it for most categories. Most things, yes, for any category. Uh, but I would say it's it's better than like I guess like Bohemian Rhapsody getting nominated for a bunch of stuff last year. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll. I'll, I will agree with that because, because yeah, it, it did at least have great like cinematography and editing and music and costumes. Like it did have all that great stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, so uh, achievement in directing nominees. Let's see. We've got The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Let's see. <laughs> I chose, I chose Parasite. All right. Um, I chose that I want Parasite to win, but I think 1917 is going to win. <laughs> Alessandra, why are you picking 1917? 
different. I just. I, <laughs> I don't know, Emily. <laughs> Why do I feel so confident in my answers? (laughs) I don't know. I just just feel like it's going to win a lot of stuff. I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I really, really want Quentin Tarantino to win, too. Like, I want that so badly. And, and, you know, he might win. And I just, like, you know, I'll be happy if anybody wins, except for Todd Phillips. So, you know. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really care that much, but... That's what we're yeah. left with here. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for Parasite as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then we have uh, original screenplay. Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, Han Jin-wan. Story by Bong Joon-ho. Um... I put that I want Marriage Story to win because I think that that was an excellent screenplay. And I think Parasite's going to win. See, I didn't put 1917 Mm. for this one, Emily. Great job. (laughs) Um, I put... I also think Quentin might win. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I think it's definitely between Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And I picked Marriage Story... Yep. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that. Uh, um, you didn't choose Knives Out, uh, but that I'm really excited that it got nominated for original screenplay. I'm sure Ryan Johnson shit his pants when he heard that he got an Oscar nomination. So, oh, most definitely. Shit his <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we've got adapted screenplay, and the nominees are The Irishman, screenplay by Stephen Zilian. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, screenplay by Taika Waititi. Joker, written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Little Women, written for the screen by Greta Gerwig. And The Two Popes, written by Anthony McCartan. And I chose Little Women! Ah, nice! Um, I said I wanted Little (laughs) Women to win, but for some reason I just... I just... Put 1917? No! Could you even imagine? I just... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, no, I put Jojo Rabbit. I, I For some reason, I think it's going to win, but that's because I didn't have anything else to have Jojo Rabbit win, and I, I am sad. And I know. I, 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 I really wanted more things to, to pick Jojo Rabbit for, but I, I don't know. I mean, I really think... I mean, Little Women was great, The Two Popes was great, and The Irishman was great. I think those three have are, like, neck and neck. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, for some reason, I picked Jojo Rabbit. I, I <laughs> doing, You know what, dude? This is this is why we do this, because who, who knows what the fuck will happen with the Oscars? I you know. never know. But, like, if Little Women wins, I will, like, cry. Like, I, I want that so badly. Um, go listen to our massive Little Women podcast. Yeah, like, basically, from this list, I'm trying so hard to pick Little Women as much as possible and Parasite. Like, those are the two movies that mm-hmm. I'm just, like, trying mm-hmm. to just, just I want to win as much as possible. Um, and we'll talk more about that when we get to the snubs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're getting into the acting. Here we go. All right, performance by an actress in a supporting role. The nominees are... Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, 
Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Um, I would just like to say that all these women are blonde, or I guess Kathy Bates is light-haired now, but... Like, what, just gray hair, or, or like, brown hair, or, like, what? Uh, I mean, I guess she she could have brown hair, but the rest of them all have blonde hair. Yeah, they um, sure do. Every single one of these women was exceptional. Um, I'm so excited that Florence Pugh was nominated. I, I was in, in shock. Um, I really want her to win, but I think Laura Dern's going to win. Mmm... I put, I put Florence Pugh. <laughs> okay. You know, may, maybe I picked a bit more emotionally than I thought, but, but I really thought that Florence Pugh was, like, amazing. She and really I, was. I know. It, I really think she'll win. I mean... You know, if she wins, yeah, I... Laura Dern, so good, too. Like, I will... You know, I'll, I'll be... I'll be right there with you cheering her on because I love her so much. Um, Just start going down the long list of things that you'll do if if <laughs> if she wins. Uh, Vomit, cry. Uh, you know, that's like, you know, it's on the level almost, almost. If Timmy won an Oscar, you know, that, that would be, it would be the oh, same yeah. kind of feeling of like a euphoria that like, because I just fucking love her so much. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like weirdly up there. Um, the sad yeah, I think it'll definitely be Laura Dern or Florence Pugh. Yeah. Um, I really am quite um, sad that I won't be able to watch the Oscars, but like truly, it's mostly because I won't be able to see Timmy's reactions like live if I don't get to watch the Oscars. Like, I that's, that's what I want. Like, I just want to be able to watch Timmy on the TV with like Florence Pugh. You know, and like Greta. That's, that's the reason you want to watch the Oscars. You know, like it's a big factor. I'm not saying that it's like not a large chunk of why I want to watch the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Alessandra, your priorities, man. <laughs> um, All right. Oh, and also Moving. just shout out to oh. Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell because she was great. She really was great. And and Scarlett Johansson even in Jojo Rabbit. Oh yeah, and and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cheer, cheers to all of them. Cheer, Fucking cheers, cheers to all of them. Yeah, Margot Robbie was great in Bombshell. I she was that was an act like she was very restrained, and it it was a very good performance. Amazing, amazing performance. Okay, Emily. All right, moving right along. We've got performance by an actress in a leading role. The nominees are. Cynthia Erivo in Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan in Little Women, Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Man, um, I I I put Scarlett Johansson. All right, <laughs> she's a good pick. Um, but I real but I really think Renee was really good as well. I want Renee like, to win, so and I think good. she's going to win. Yeah, she's probably gonna win. Um, she's, she's probably definitely gonna win. Cynthia Erivo and Harriet. So we have not talked about Harriet on the podcast yet, have we? No, we have not. Did you watch it? Yeah, we. Yeah. Did 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 you watch it with me? No, I saw it with Alex. No. I saw it with Alex. Oh, okay. Um, okay. 
Did we want to... We, oh, yeah. We haven't talked about Bombshell or Harriet. No. <laughs> Did we, we have Or not. Richard Jewell. Or <laughs> Richard <laughs> Jewell. I know. Do we want to touch on any of these? Um, I mean, just briefly about Harriet. The reason we didn't talk about it was just because, like, the movie itself was not great. I really wanted no, it to be it good. it really wasn't. The trailer was really good. Um... The trailer was great, and Cynthia was actually very good. I just was not a fan of the screenplay. I thought it was very, like, cheesy and overdramatic. I agree. I mean, not that the um, life of, of Harriet Tubman was not dramatic, because it really was. It's just, I think that the time, like, the screenplay itself, like, as a structure, was not that strong. No. No. Yeah. I'm definitely not... Yeah, I'm not trying to say that the life of Harriet Tubman was not dramatic, because it definitely was. But just, like, the way that they were the way that they were setting it up was like it was it was too much it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't uh, focused enough no it wasn't not to mention the horrible horrible like editing that was like her when she would get those like premonitions or whatever like when god was speaking to her like it would like kind of fade and like look a little bit like black and white and rushed and it was just a yeah. really bad choice. It literally looked like an editor from, like, a CSI TV show was, like, reenacting, like, a memory of a patient or something. Like, that's that's what it fucking felt like throughout the entire film. So, like, I just thought it yeah. wasn't great. <laughs> no. And, and I think Cynthia is fantastic, and I just hope that she gets, she gets to work on a, a better written better written film yeah that she really was great and she she sang a lot in the movie and i thought that was really wonderful she had she has obviously an amazing voice, voice and so it was that was yeah. definitely a highlight of the movie um yeah so uh bombshell i was getting real like a like vice slash the big short vibes from bombshell like it was very snappy witty um and it had like very um when when it wasn't being very disturbing or uh you know perverted um it was it was uh, very humorous and uh mm-hmm. and a very a very fun story to learn about um again very shocking to hear about all this stuff like you know with working there and really kind of being being stuck with that job because other places just would not hire you like with a mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon's kind of character mm-hmm. and saying that you know she's trying to get like she worked there because she really had no other choice and now that she's there she really can't get out yeah and, yeah I liked her character a lot because it was like the living living like that kind of dichotomy of her being a democrat and working at Fox News just because she needs a job you know and like yeah it yeah it but also and, and her being gay. Yeah, like her being gay as well and Margot Robbie being gay but not wanting to admit it, you know? Like being like she right. she literally just slept with Kate McKinnon and she's like, "Well, and you're gay too." And she's like, "I'm not gay." And it's like, "You just slept with her." Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um it was a lot of like lying to, lying to them herself and that's how like her character really blossoms. Like Margot Robbie's character is like she kind of discovers these things about herself and she's like I actually am strong, and I know what I want, and it just takes her a minute to get there because she's, like, one of those, like, young, impressionable types, you know? Well, yeah, and especially with this, um, it was also very shocking to hear that, you know, people kind of see 
the the new station as like a religion like yeah like margot robbie's family yeah has it on all day every day this is not shocking just, to me your dad literally has fox news on all day every day Ugh, i know you're right <laughs> but it's just i was just hoping that it was just him <laughs> it's not just him trust me and and the fact that like that like it the way that the movie was shaping it like fox has a hand in everything like it like in president speeches and and like and just all this other stuff that like should not they should not be tied to these other things like this is not that is not okay and it's very corrupt and it's horrible like so definitely getting those like vice uh big short vibes um especially with kind of like the story the story got um a little chaotic Mm mm-hmm to where like it it almost felt like it was losing a little bit of focus but then kind of like brought it, it was just like yeah it just seemed so it just seemed so broad like they weren't like they weren't really focusing in on something like we, we had these we had these like three to four ladies that we yeah. were like kind of focusing on yeah and it was kind of stretched a little thin um not really much to focus on yeah like, maybe if it was just about i don't know charlize's character and then kind of, like, just seeing how the other people kind of interact around her. Like, maybe that would have been a bit stronger mm-hmm. of a story mm-hmm. to follow. Because, um, yeah, I, it, I felt like it was stretched a little thin. I agree with you. The story was definitely the problem. Um, acting was definitely not. Charlie Theron was arresting and incredibly, like, a really good impersonation of that person, Megan Kelly. Um, even though I don't really know a lot about Megan Kelly, I really felt like she was her. Like, she really blended into this role. Um, and I believed her, like, entirely. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, most definitely. And and even with, like, you know, we had some, some a lot of familiar faces in this. Like, Nicole Kidman. Um, a lot of young actresses. And- a lot of other actresses that are in this as well. Yeah, a lot of, like, and the lady from, what's her, from Once Upon a Time or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She's also in How I Met Your Mother and in, uh... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's, uh, Jennifer, uh... Jennifer... Good. No, Jennifer Good. Goodwin is the no, other, no. One. <laughs> other one. Other one. She's also in House. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in House. I was just looking at her IMDb page. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It's Jennifer something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jennifer something. But not, but not Jennifer Goodwin. No. <laughs> Um, and then let's kind of touch on Richard Jewell a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because yes, Kathy Bates was nominated and she was really amazing. Um, same thing with Richard Jewell. Um, I think you, you had whispered this into the, like at me in the theater. Oh. And I think you said that the, that the story was stretched a little thin as well. Like they really didn't have, yep. they really didn't have much to go on. Um, yeah, it kind it kind of just felt like they took they took the made the major article that had gotten released and kind of like tried to expand it into a film, um, or even just took the headline, like just yeah, Clint took Eastwood the like from that article really wanted this to be something that was like epic and like, and it really was like and, a horrible thing that happened to this guy. Oh, definitely, you know, and I get it. It, it just wasn't very impactful. Yeah, I don't think it had the impact that Clint Eastwood wanted it to have. Um, no. And I, I mean, I think for that movie, it definitely came out like, it is a movie about, inherently, it's about a, a white man getting 
persecuted for something that he didn't do and he was actually a hero. And, you know, you know, when you think about it like that, you're like, okay, well, then why do we need a movie like this? But it's kind of like the date, like, you don't want to not have movies like this because you have to remember that everybody needs to question everything, right? You got to, like, be ready to not believe everything the media is telling you and you have to be ready to turn facts on their head when you when you get things that you trust right so it's like it it is good that we have skepticism in this world and that we should not we should not get rid of it um but you know it's also like you know some people really are guilty so we we've got to just remember that we have that fine that fine line and that's what i think the movie's trying to say <laughs> Yeah, like really being able to, I I guess tell the difference, which is which is tough to do. But I mean, and that's so, that's sort of where like stereotypes kind of come around, and that's not, yeah, and that's never a good thing because like someone could seem like they're this type of stereotype, but not, but not be who the media is is accusing them of being. Like it's, it's, it's all very vague. Yeah, and yeah, hard to decipher. So you know that that brought up those kind of questions in that movie. And uh, Kathy Bates, uh, I think she got nominated because she does this really great uh, rendition of of the mother who actually did um, give a speech to like support her son. Oh yeah! Oh, that speech was so good. Yeah, and like that actually happened, and like you can like watch that on YouTube. So like she definitely like put that feeling and that heart into that and like it really made us feel and also uh the main actor lead actor was great too uh paul walter hauser he was really he was really great really good and you know everybody else around him was kind of shitty but like he was good yeah he was like i mean uh uh oh dang it what's his name sam rockwell was was oh yeah sam rockwell was really good i just didn't like john hammond i didn't like uh the way that they wrote oh, Olivia, um, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. Yeah, like, I just yeah, thought that terrible. she was just too abrasive and, and, like, too one-dimensional. And same thing with John Hamm. Like, we really didn't get a lot of background from them. It really was kind of like a pretty cut-and-dry story, you know? Yeah. I, I really like Sam yeah. Rockwell, though. He was great. He's great in everything. Is he ever bad? No, he's not. <laughs> he's always He's always amazing. So anyway, yeah, I want Judy, but you 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 chose uh who who did you choose? Uh, Scarlett Johansson oh, and Meredith. That's Story. right. Okay, all right. Um, but of course, I'd be very happy if Shersher won. Yeah, Renee, Charlize. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy if if any of these wonderful ladies won. Yeah, go listen to our Judy podcast as well. Uh, it's also with hustlers, so that's a fun one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, you got you got the next one. Okay, a performance by an actor in a supporting role. Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I want Brad Pitt to win and I think he's going to win. Mm. I picked Joe Pesci. <laughs> All right. Cute. Oh man. I really hope he wins. I'll be happy if if Brad Pitt wins as well, or Anthony Hopkins. I mean, he, he, they were yeah. All all these all these men were fantastic. Yeah, they um, they really were. They were all really excellent in all their specific roles. 
Um, Anthony Hopkins, I really enjoyed The Two Popes. I was not expecting to enjoy that movie. And me neither. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was so great. It was it was so intriguing to just like watch the whole like pope uh like uh, uh voting process like happen mm-hmm. and then like kind of getting to know these these characters very slowly as they kind of like open up to each other and and the story was just so intriguing. Like like you have you have one pope Anthony Hopkins, like, become the Pope, but then, like, he's gonna... So, was this based off of a book or something? Or off of just true events or something? Well, this is, like, based off of real life. I mean, this, like, actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's... With the scandal and... Yeah, like, I guess it's kind of the same... Like, it must have been based off some book, right? And these these Popes were were real? He was, uh, like, Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. uh, Benedict? Interesting. Yeah. And the new one, I don't remember his name. Uh, uh, Bri, Bri, uh, Bri, uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up. Um, it, it was it was a fun name. I I loved whenever they said it. Um, he's so cute, <laughs> Jonathan. Bergoglio, <laughs> Gregorio. Um, so, yeah. So, I I did really like this kind of slow burn, like comfortable conversation between two old guys. One really conservative, yeah. one really young, um, like really like revolutionary in a lot of ways through the Catholic Church, yeah. and that's the Open-minded. Pope that we have now. Yeah, and, and you know, like it was like very sympathetic towards both of them. Yeah, I. It was because it, it didn't it didn't feel all that slow to me, but it just. And then with the with the flashbacks, yeah, and, yeah, and really learning about how uh, Cardinal Bergoglio like became who he was, and like his his background and his upbringing, and just like the stuff that he witnessed, it was, yeah, it was, it was all, it was so well done. I really, I really enjoyed this story. I, and I didn't because I know nothing about popes mm-hmm. and and any of this, and this was. Very intriguing to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. S- super, super interested and curious in this whole process. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was very interesting to hear them talk about, like, doctrine and their differences and their, like, views on stuff. And it, I just thought that it was a wonderful screenplay and the actors did an excellent job. Um, not to mention they filmed, you know, in Italy, in the Vatican, yes. like, I mean, it was, it's a awesome movie. I, I texted my Nona, like, right, at, like, as soon as I finished it. I was like, Nona, you have to watch The Two Popes on Netflix. And she's like, I already did. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um. So good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. All right. So, so you, you got mine? Joe Pesci. Yeah, I heard, down. I heard you. Yes. My man, he's going to win. <laughs> yep. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Um, am I the next one? A performance by an actor in a leading role. The nominees are Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. And 
I chose Joaquin. <laughs> um, I want Adam Driver to win, but I think Joaquin is going to win. Although, to be honest... I really want Adam Driver to win. Uh, I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Because, <laughs> like, truly, he's amazing. But, like, no lie, every other man in this category is exceptional. Um, even Jonathan Price and the Two yes. Popes. They just... They all bring it. They all fucking bring it this year. They were... So good. I loved Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is just so funny in that movie. Um, <laughs> and it's just, and it's just him. I, oh God, the weird dynamic of his character, like him being an actor, playing an actor who's having trouble acting, and just, and just this low, like low self esteem is just, yeah. Oh, he was phenomenal. It just, like this, it's great. It's a great movie. Like. Like, I feel like, like, if Leo wins, like, this would be, this would be the scenario that I would want him to be in. Like, you know, he's against, like, Adam Driver, who was amazing, Joaquin, who was fantastic, Jonathan Price. all these guys were so good, but then, like, Leo comes out with the, with the Oscar. Like, this is, because, like, don't get me wrong, he was amazing in The Revenant, but I thought he was pretty much handed that, that year. And, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And there was no, there was no competition. <laughs> I know. There was no, there was no heat. There was no, like, there was no tension. I was like, yeah, like, this is, this is how I want it to go down. This is how I want Leo to win. Yeah. Something <laughs> like this, you know? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, and if Adam Driver wins, again, it's one of those, like, I will throw up if he wins, because I want him to win so badly, um, but... Oh, most definitely throwing up, because by the time I, <laughs> by the time this comes around... Oh, wait, no. When, when does the actor in the leading role get... It's, like, it's pretty last. soon, isn't it? It's yeah. When, it's, is it? It's last? Yeah. Like, before the, okay. the best picture. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna be pretty boozed up by the time this <laughs> comes around. <laughs> You're gonna have to watch Joaquin Phoenix make his speech, but that's okay. I, I like Joaquin, too, you know. Um, he was really great in Joker, he but really I'll be was. so happy yeah. if, 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 any, if any of these, these wonderful actors win. They're, they're all So, fantastic. let's just talk about Pain and Glory really fast, because... Oh, yes. Surprise, you know, uh, nominee Antonio Banderas in the Spanish film Pain and Glory, um... I watched this this weekend, and I really liked this movie. <laughs> I liked it too. It's it's been a long time since I've seen it, um, but but I remember like really feeling for his character and like just kind of the the situation that he finds himself in. You know, kind of kind of getting into drugs and trying to make amends with his with his uh because he he directed a movie or something, right? Yeah, or he, he was a director. He wrote a movie. Yeah, and like twenty years previous there was this actor that was in the movie and he didn't agree with the way the actor portrayed the movie and so he like completely bashed him and hated him for it and then like later yeah, in they life they're gonna do a tour yeah right or something they called him up about it and then he's like he's he's one of those like aging dudes that's like definitely letting age get to him like everything hurts he, like, chokes on everything. He's, like, constantly in a lot of pain. It, it was just kind of weird because, like, you think it's going to be one thing. Like, you think when he goes to see this dude that he's going to do heroin and he's going to get addicted to heroin and it's just going to spiral and get worse and worse. But it, there comes a point where he's just, like, actually, like, when he sees his ex-boyfriend again after he writes that play and, like, his ex-boyfriend from, like, 30 years previously that, like, never loved anybody more than him and there was just like such a beautiful little story that he had with him and yeah that made him want to get better it it was like really sweet you know 
It really was. And it definitely was not what I was expecting. Especially no. with all those weird, like, graphics in the beginning yeah, of, like, the body. and so weird. <laughs> it was all, it was very weird. But yeah, yeah it was just, you're just kind of, like, watching Antonio run around and, you know, be his little cute self. His little cute old man self. Like, yeah. he's just, he's dealing with his, with his body aches and his age and, and he's just, like, trying to find things to kind of help relieve his pain, but also try and, like, make more long-lasting decisions that will help him in the long run and then yeah coming across his ex and that was very it was a very sweet reunion and their kiss um, was like amazing i i do not remember that oh it was great mm. it was so sensual and oh mm-hmm. took my breath away i was like wow this guy's great <laughs> yeah i do remember really liking uh antonio's character yeah, really and, and he, like, tells the doctor at the end, he's, like, straight up, like, Doc, I've been, uh, doing heroin. Uh, this is how I've been feeling a lot lately. I've been actually been really depressed. I need help. And, like, he, like, straight up fucking says the doctor. Like, he just says everything that he's, he's thinking, and you, like, don't expect him to do that at all. You expect him to hide it, because he's a drug addict, you know? Right. And yeah. it's just like, no... I don't think this is good for me. I need to do something else, you know? And this was also the movie where he kept having flashbacks to him as a kid, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. And, and the, his mom. And then at the very end, it ended up yeah. him, like, it, it ended up being Antonio filming a movie about, like, his past mm-hmm. life or something. Yeah, it was, a, it was like, him filming his childhood, and that was what you were watching with um Was, was that actress. also the movie with the... With the scene where they where they they lived in a house underground. Yes, they live in a cave and like it's like white walls and the artist, and the artist paints oh, the kid. Yes, and I remember it, loving that. Yeah, scene. it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful it was movie. Very beautiful. Um, yeah, it covered so much. Yeah. Oh wow! I got it on Amazon. I I just rented it on Amazon. Oh man. I want to watch it again. It was, it's literally been months. <laughs> yeah, they literally didn't even play no. it here. Like, I, I, they didn't play it at my AMC. I know they played it at yours, but. It was here for, like, a week, and I had to just jump on it. <laughs> I was like, th- there were only two showings, and I was like, we gotta go. Gotta go, gotta go watch it. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my coworker and I went. Um, all right, so that is. Ooh, all right, the big one now, Emily. Oh damn, we're here already. <laughs> we're Can here. We just well, actually, no. I'm very confident in my answer, and uh, and uh, it's 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 happening. So um, is, is it your turn? Yeah. You so I just want to preface this. Um, every one of these best picture nominees, we did do a podcast on. We didn't have a chance to do individual podcasts for all of these because there was way too many movies that we saw this year. Um, and they all came out, like, at the end of the year. I mean, a lot of them did. So, like, we did yeah, not have did. any time. Like, as you heard, we literally saw a good, like, handful of movies that we didn't even get to talk about on the podcast. Like, truly, we have watched so many movies this year. I saw I saw 50 movies in theaters this last year. 50. And that's just in theaters. Like, I had, I watched so many more movies at home. You know, um, so it was a pretty exceptional year for us. A little bit stressful. Uh, very stressful. But very. we made it work. So here, without further ado, are the best motion picture of the year nominees. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, 
Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, so... What did you pick, Alessandra? I want Parasite to win. But I think 1917 is going to win. Alessandra! <laughs> I could be wrong, you know. I would be really happy if Parasite won, too. Uh, yeah, I definitely chose Parasite. Um, if it if it doesn't win, I might scream. Yeah, but it uh, deserves it so hard, dude. Oh, but but I'll be happy. Um, again, like pretty much, pretty much, I'll be happy if Joker doesn't win. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna win. And I, I just and, and maybe Ford v Ferrari. Like, yeah, I mean, it no, is, that's also movie, not gonna I don't win. Think it's no. No. No directing. No writing. No acting. Just best motion picture of the year. How the fuck does that make sense? Please tell me. I don't. That makes don't no know. sense. And I can't believe that I thought, like, not that that movie's bad, because I like that movie, but I'm just saying, like, when we, we had our podcast, you can go listen to it. I say in the podcast, you know, I think this has a good chance of getting nominated for an Oscar, because it's a fucking Oscar-winning movie. Like, it's that kind of movie. It makes me so mad. <laughs> well, hey, how how could you be mad by something you said that actually turned out to be true? Because <laughs> other movies deserve to get nominated, and they didn't. That's why. All right, sounds like Alessandra's ready to segue into our snubs. Well, I okay, I would just like to say that the highest, um, the highest uh, overall metascore of all of them oh. is Parasite. It has a ninety-six. The next one is uh, The Irishman with a 94. And then the next one is Marriage Story with a 93. And then the next one is Little Women with a 91. So those are all the 90s. Um, really? Once Upon a Time is less than 90? It, it got an 83. Um, and oh, wow. then Ford v. Ferrari got an 81. And then we got, we got some lower ones. 1917 got a 78. Um, Jojo Rabbit got a 58, which is just horrible because, like, that movie was amazing. Um, it was. And then, uh, Joker got a 59. So, you know, the ones on the lower spectrum definitely do not have a chance of winning, probably. Uh, I think it's definitely a race of 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, I mean, maybe The Irishman, too. In marriage story, but like, you never know. It could be the Irishman too. Like, I really don't know. You know? Yeah, we, we really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But I did like all I, of these I, movies. I did like, except for like Joker. I didn't love Joker, but I didn't hate Joker. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. All right. <laughs> moving moving on to the snubs. All right, fine. I got a really long list of snubs, dude. I got I got a few here. Um, I tried to. Uh, do we just? How do we want to do this? <laughs> um, okay. How about you the, say one, like, and then I'll say if I have that okay. as well. Okay. Okay. Um, well, top of the list, I put Greta Gerwig as best director. Yeah, that's the number one for sure. Um, super duper snubbed. Super duper. Super duper duper snubbed. It's ridiculous. It's a fucking just, travesty. 
really is. It's just, it's just horrendous. I just, I don't even know why that, that the world is like this. What, what even <laughs> is directing, you know? Like, truly, if that's not good directing, I don't even, I don't understand. What, tell me what is, because that is not, that's just, it's fucked up. It's just fucked up. I just don't have anyone else to say. Yeah, it, and that's really all we can say about, about all of our snubs. Yeah. Um, um, well, okay. So again, I would put I, up there with it's pretty fucked up that this that this didn't get it was uh, Adam Sandler for best actor. I mean, for Uncut Gems. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. That is like r- have, right below well. Greta um, in terms of like how important this is as a snub. Yeah. Like that is and, and kind of just sticking with the Uncut <sighs> Gems theme. Um, I also put. Uncut Gems as a snub for best movie and yeah. the Safdie brothers. Me too. As, and directing. As a snub for directors. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Just lump it all in there. Just, Just like lumped it all in travesty. one. Travesty. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> it's unspeakable travesty. It really is. It's it's horrible and we will always love Uncut Gems and no one can stop us. <laughs> yeah. And just the fact that it's not on here as even just a nomination. I mean... If it didn't end up winning, like, but it most definitely deserved a nomination. Like, it. Oscar. It just the Academy is so fucked up. They really are. And I, it's I really shared bad. on our our Facebook page an article, um, Hollywood Reporter article that had um, Carrie Mulligan saying, you know, we really should make sure that these people actually watch the movies in the Academy, like. She's like, I bet you they don't even watch them. Like, it, they get all these screeners, and they just pick their friends. Like, that's how they fucking do it, you know? And it's like, I totally agree with her. Like, that's probably how they do that. They don't want to watch new things, you know? Like, they just care about yeah, the award like circuits, the f- you know? Yeah, where's, where's, like, the first-hand interview of, like, how this process is done? Like, I would like an in-depth, like, first-person point of view of of the of the nominee and winner picking process like like somebody who does it like how do you do this yes why do you do this did you watch all the fucking films because like you got it like they definitely don't watch them all i mean i got it there's a lot of movies to watch but like dude but it, but if you're gonna have credibility and be able to award movies and people and and talented people these awards like you need to you need to have watched everything. I'm sorry. If, if that's too much for your plate, you need to... You, it doesn't matter. This is your job. You need to do it. Okay. So another one uh, for the whole round. Uh, I put The Farewell. Uh, the actresses. Most definitely. The, the actress for Nine and also Aquafina uh, directing and screenplay. I mean, I that movie was epic and amazing, and it really shouldn't have... It shouldn't have gotten snubbed at all. I, I can't even speak words to talk about how pissed off I am that this movie didn't get nominated. I just... I can't. I can't. It... I'm so disappointed. If the Oscars were, were my child, I would stand over them and be like, I, I, I just... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's a quote, Emily. That's a real quote right there. Like... Oh my god. So it's like a oh I gotta make I gotta do something with that quote. That was hilarious. You're gonna gonna make me a meme, please? Oh, please. So good. That's just that's just all I want is just to be a meme. So Emily, why don't you um, say the next obvious one? 
Oh. Oh. Well, um... Okay, I hope this is the next obvious one. I put Robert Pattinson as actor in a leading role. Okay. For for The Lighthouse? Yeah, I put the lighthouse. I put Willem Dafoe for supporting oh, yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah, and and Willem. Yeah, yeah both of them. Yeah, them. for sure, and, man, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Willem yeah. Dafoe, I man. Don't, <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about Best Picture, but I mean, no. it definitely could have been. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it, it it could have been nominated. It wouldn't have won, but but it definitely could have been nominated. Yeah, the movie is fucking nuts. But I'm referring to Jennifer Lopez, of course. Oh, that's right. Jennifer Lopez. Oh man, I just—I mean, she definitely could have been nominated, but I don't—I don't think she was going to win. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying she should have won, but like, well, yeah, her performance yeah, yeah. was incredible and also like completely surprising. Like, we did not expect Hustlers to win. And do you expect any of the people in the Academy to watch a movie like Hustlers? No. Like, I just—I, you know, they really are biased about this shit. <laughs> Yeah, 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 most definitely. Uh, um, I I did also put Midsummer for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I do remember really enjoying like just how that movie looked. Yeah, it um, was very good. No matter yeah, no matter how disturbing and uncomfortable it made me feel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think the cinematography was definitely very beautiful, and like all the all the crazy like psychedelic stuff that was happening was it. I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, another one is Frozen 2 didn't get nominated for Best Animated Film. Yeah! Which is kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of weird. I, I, I guess it's weird just because it's Disney. Um, But, I mean, Toy Story 4 did get nominated. But yeah, I, I guess I'm a little surprised that Frozen didn't get nominated. Uh, and, um, you know, like, I think that even Frozen 2 was like on par with the third How to Train Your Dragon, you know, like, I thought it was, um, I thought the, I thought How to Train Your Dragon was, was a bit better, um, just because I feel like they really, they really covered that story very well. It's just hard, because now, I'll, I'll probably think of only Frozen 2 and only watch Frozen 2 and just forget about the first one, where, like, yeah, How to Train Your Dragon is a great just trio of movies where Frozen, I'm not even going to think twice about the first one. But, I don't know. It I, it, it could have been nominated, but I, I also see why it, it wasn't. Uh, I also put Taron Edgerton for Rocketman. As did I. As did I. Very big snub there. Um, and uh, Alessandro, you haven't said one that I thought you would say that I put down. Uh, it's probably staring right at it. How about you say it? I, okay, I really hope this is the one you're thinking uh, of. It probably um, isn't. I don't know. <laughs> um, Noah Jupe? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was, it's there. It's on my list. Actor in a leading role? Uh, act. I would man. say actor in a supporting role. I think they would probably put him in oh. the supporting category. Um, even though he's the main character. Okay. Well, either way, he got snubbed, and, and another another um, wonderful child actor that is now still being overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put Sterling K. Brown for Best Supporting Actor in Waves. Um, oh, yes. That movie was so good, 
and we oh, we so have a podcast good. on that as well. Very so good movie, good. and definitely ignored very largely by all of the the different awards. I don't. I not a lot of people saw that movie, and I was really sad about that. Yeah, I thought it was extremely well done. The story was so well written, and yeah, Sterling was phenomenal. Like all, all the actors were phenomenal in that movie. It just was, it just was a gem. Yeah, um, I was also hearing a lot about you know uh, Eddie Murphy yep. getting snubbed. He's on for my list too. Dolomite, mm-hmm. Dolomite is my name. Um, I still have not seen that one. Me neither. But, uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, so definitely give that one. I'll give that one a watch. And also and, uh, uh, any- Lupita Nyong'o in Us as well. Oh, oh, yeah, that was great. I didn't see that one? Yeah, I saw that. It was great. All all of this Us stuff was. I mean, I thought Us was good, but it definitely wasn't like Get Out. I mean, Get Out was like Jesus, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have like kind of a random one in here that I just thought of on my own. <laughs> um, okay. I saw that movie, The Aeronauts, which is uh, the Amazon movie that definitely wanted to get in the Oscar race, but did not because it wasn't that good. But the I said they they should have gotten a nomination for costume design because I thought it had really good costume design. <laughs> Really? Okay. Yeah, I wanted to watch that one. Yeah, you should watch it. I I really did enjoy that movie. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad, but you know, it it wasn't like an Oscar movie, but like um but but it's got it's got Felicity and uh and Eddie. Eddie Redmayne and yeah. that, that's just real. That's all I just you just got to drop those two names and I'm sold. It it was like a real experience. So, I I would I would watch it just for like just for the thrill of like of like movie making you know that's what i'd say yeah. about that movie because like there's nothing that's going to take you to the heights that that movie takes you and it's just it's incredible to watch it play out in a drama um when like a it's just basically about a balloon going as high as it can so it's it's pretty crazy um okay and yeah awesome. you, you should watch it so yeah yeah anything else no, those are all the snubs I have. Yeah, dude, those are some great snubs. Um, <laughs> some unfortunate snubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I think that is all we have for our Oscar Theories podcast this year. Um, now we just patiently wait for the Oscars to to show in, like, what, four days? Oh, my God, four days. Less than four days, probably, since this will be coming out, like, in the next day or two. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I have a lot to do until that time, so. Oh, yeah, buddy, just, I bet. You just got me really anxious, and now I'm like, oh. oh sorry. Oh, boy. Sorry. I gotta travel across sorry. the world, so. Oh, yeah, you sure do. Please be careful. Please wear a mask. I will. Um, please, please have fun. I will. Have fun, be safe. I will. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it it will be. It will be. Um, so that's the Oscar nominations theories podcast. Uh, let us know what you think will win in the comments down below. Uh, you can do that on Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like our page. Um, you could also do us a solid and rate and review our little show we got here on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. It really helps other people find 
find yet another movie podcast to listen to. Um, if you need notifications on future episodes being released, you can follow our Twitter page. It's at by the popcorn and Instagram is at all by the popcorn podcast. And if you have any suggestions for future shows you want us to do, like movies to talk about, shows to talk about, um, any trailers you want us to break down, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we have merch. Yes. <laughs> that, oh, that's it. Good oh, job, Emily. Good job, everybody, oh, for making you. it through. Good job for watching all these movies this year. And if you didn't, go catch up on them. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you guys next time after the Oscars at some point. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.